appropriate way to get into this segment. Nova Scotia has officially become the first province in Canada to ban a, the uh, elective cat decline. We're joined by Dr. Randy Marshall, who's a Toronto vet. Uh, Dr. Marshall, why do you declaw a cat? Is it just a, for the sake of the furniture? No, it's it's a little more involved than that. There are multiple reasons. Cats are like, they have different personalities, just like people. Some are very gentle and some are very rough. They have the may have the best personality in the world, but sometimes they don't retract their claws, and so it's there's some health issues too, because cats actually do carry a bacteria, and when they groom themselves, they can carry that bacteria in their claw, and it's a condition called cat scratch fever in people can be very serious. It's very rare, Kelly, but it does happen. Not, Ted Nugent wrote not, a whole song about it. Big hit. And you know what? I wish I made 5% of his money. But you'd have to be Ted Nugent, so there's a trade-off with everything. Amen. This procedure's been equated with amputating a finger from the last knuckle joint. Is that accurate? Because that sounds severe. No, that's a great question. And i got to tell you, the moral issue surrounding Dean Clawing has been around since the dinosaurs were here. And the, one of the problems, Kelly, is they don't actually teach at the veterinarian college how to do a declaw properly because it's under such scrutiny. But amputation, you'll hear it described in medical terms, it's actually, if it's done right, you actually try to disarticulate between, if you look at your own finger, there's mm-hmm. three segments. It's between the second and third segment. That's what your perfect declaw is all about. Um, and I can tell you a perfect story. I mean, I am 90% in favor of the ban. It's happening naturally where people are doing this less and less over time. Um, I've been a veteran for many years and the demand is nowhere near what it was 20, 25 years ago. And the truth is when you're actually doing a declaw, it took me about two years to perfect it for our practice so that there's minimal discomfort. You're trying to disarticulate and it's less painful than amputating through a bone. Um, and when I did these declaws now, which are very, very rare, mm-hmm. um, the animal goes home in two days and you don't even know they've had anything done. They're running, jumping, playing, and they're acting perfectly uh, normal, if you will. What are the complications from a, a botched declaw job? No, that's a great question too. Well, infection is always a possibility, not by their own bacteria, but from bacteria in the environment. Um, that's always a possibility. The other thing is there's tissue right in that area that germinates the actual claw like yours and mine to regrow it and unless you get all of the actual germination tissue the claw can actually grow back Um, if it's done incorrectly this is the problem cats can remain with phantom pain that but it's significant i mean i've had cats in and they seem to be lame and it's a very sad story Hmm. and yet when you palpate the the actual paw where the amputation or the declaw took place is a palpate squeezing it yes sorry palpation just means manipulating every little individual joint there to try to elicit pain and none of that pain exists but the cats still seem to be tender on their paws again kelly very rare, but it does happen. When you talk about disarticulating the joint, is that similar to the only way I could think of this is, you know, when you're trying to remove a turkey leg from a, a piece of, uh, from the rest of the turkey, you want to get it. It's very easy to get it actually out so you've got the full ball joint in um, in one piece. Exactly. And it's not that easy because it's not a straight line disarticulation. And when you do exactly like you describe. 
and if you look at your finger, you're taking the last part of the finger. And by the way, part of the reason there's so much scrutiny on this and moral debate mm-hmm. is that there's a lot of flesh on our final part of our fingers. In cats, that's not the case. It's usually just a nail and some hard tissue, keratinized tissue. There's not a lot of flesh in the last part of a cat's uh, claw. So if you can disarticulate, you minimize any post-surgical discomfort. When would you recommend declawing? I had this client coming to me with a black and white cat, which, was, boy, I would have stolen this cat. It had such a great personality. His name was <laughs> Hobo, and they, uh, he was just a rough player, and the family loved this cat, but he was too rough, and he was literally scratching the kids all the time. Mm. So uh, the owners didn't have the money for a declaw, and they, were, they didn't want to give Hobo to another home, so they... Uh, we're sadly considering euthanasia and we stepped in and we said look I'll tell you what we will do this declaw for nothing and I think we made uh, the 10 year old son work at our clinic for a few Saturdays for uh, just a trade-off and this cat was a completely different pet completely uh, no pain post-op mm-hmm. and corrected the problem and that's the reason there should still be that option for that rare cat and it is rare that's just fantastic personality. They're not aggressive. They're not mean. They're just rough and they don't retract their nails as as some do and they do damage to the furniture uh, and mostly to human flesh when there's that consideration of that cat scratch fever that we want to make sure we avoid. And that's very rare too, Kelly. So, but it does happen. So the reason why people aren't coming in and asking you to declaw as much as they used to in the past, is it because people have figured it out that not all cats are going to use their claws all the time? Or can you train a cat out of, you know, scratching on your furniture? Um, you, you can use some deterrence. There's certain chemicals. Uh, they're very uh, environmentally friendly that you can buy in a pet store or a veterinary clinic that can Make a kitty stay away from your favorite couch or curtains. It doesn't work all the time. Nothing's 100%. I just think morally people are becoming more and more aware that, mm, but what am I actually doing to my pet here? What, what, they, they never used to blink. It was almost like an automatic. You got your pet spayed, neutered, and declawed. Uh, as a matter of fact, there used to be some provincial laws where you couldn't have your cat in a condominium or apartment unless it was declawed. Wow. And yeah, there used to be some laws along that, and different provinces were different, different states were different. These days, those laws are antiquated and they're gone. And I, I should mention, there are alternatives. You can actually buy these velvet-coated um, soft claws that you can actually, with non-threatening, environmentally friendly, non-toxic glue, put on your cat's nails. They're almost like putting a, um, a skate guard on and the cats can function normally. They can't do any damage. They shed in four to six weeks. You have to reapply them. Cats get used to them most of the time, and that's a definite alternative with a nasty or kind of rough kitty to decline surgically. Hmm. Are you hearing any rumblings that Ontario might follow suit? Yes, uh, that's been in debate for a few years, Kelly, in Ontario, and I suspect it will. Uh, our politicians maybe should consult our veterinarians more. So a 100% ban with such stiff penalties, I do have my concerns about that. Having some type of assessment or exceptions uh, and scrutiny should be in place. And I haven't read the ban in Nova Scotia. I'm aware of it, Mm -hmm. but I haven't read the document. Um, I'm hoping they have some exceptions in there that can be debated properly and allowed to be done, just like that cat hobo I was telling you about. Thank you so much. Have a fantastic afternoon. You too. Thanks, Kelly.